Hello and welcome to Ibiza. <laughs> oh, this is the Duchess and Baron. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. We're jamming. Yeah, well, you, you had a <laughs> few drinks before we joined the set today. It's St. Patrick's Day. Well, there you go. Fair Come enough. on, happy yeah. St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Um, and welcome to the Duchess and the Baron. I'm the Duchess. I'm the Baron. And welcome everyone. If this is your first time, um, the Duchess and the Baron, we're a married couple. I'm obviously American. The Baron's British and we talk all things British Royals. Um, I'm really into the British Royals. The, ba- the Baron is, is getting there too, but, but he just has the knowledge and background of the culture and the country. Mm. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think about your your intent. I'm thinking, what would be my um, interest level? Um, you respect them a lot more yeah, now I, yeah, probably, since we've started this podcast. I think I res- um, I've always respected what they've brought in for the economy. Um, I'm a numbers guy, so I look at that and thinking, you know what? Fair enough. They work hard and they bring stuff in. And yeah. I, I'm all this current crop of royals. They get a lot of crap and say. I mean, the, the uh, was it Chris Rock we're talking about? Mm-hmm. And he was saying that, <laughs> just Google them. They're the OGs of racism all this. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Back then, they made the decisions that were bad. But this group, I'm like, come on. You're hundreds of years separated from that. They have no influential power. So, But yeah, so you're right. I do have a lot of um, respect for them because they're born into it. So yeah. I think that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, and this if this is your first time listening... um we're a married couple. We enjoy doing this. This is our little Friday night treat. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter, Dutch and Baron, D-U-C-H and Baron. We're a lot more active on Instagram than Twitter, but um, we post a lot about what the Royals are up to on there and just, I don't know, our personal perspective and twist on things, especially from America. So, yeah. so welcome. We appreciate you listening. Um, or I'm going to let the, the Baron kind of. Do you want me to talk? <laughs> um, so th- there's a good amount going on. So we do the usual format of a Dame Royal history. Uh, the Royals are out and about. Um, I tell you what we should have done is, is probably thought of another Royal member to do it, an, an Irish twist on a cocktail. Um, we should have. But, um, I mean... Something with Baileys and Queen Margaret, uh, Princess Margaret. Oh. oh, would you give Princess Margaret? Would her royal cocktail be some I, Irish Baileys? Yeah, I think she'd 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 okay, enjoy Baileys. Okay, let's cheers to that. We're not drinking Baileys, by the way, because it, it. No, we're did not. Did you did you ever drink Baileys as a? a, a I mean, I guess you can't I always drink had as it in like a here. coffee. What really? You actually? I, I didn't know you were that sophisticated. Yeah, like when? I don't know. I want dates and times. <laughs> When I was younger, I don't know, you like had a nice dinner and after. I remember my grandma one time put some Baileys and she was like, she's fine. She can have some Baileys and coffee. You didn't start drinking coffee until you were working though. No, but I drink coffee. Like, hey, if there's Baileys in it, I'll drink coffee. I guess if this was back to your 
early 20s, very early 20s, late teens. We used to drink Baileys um, because it, it tastes nice, right? But it's a liqueur. Yeah. And it was a strong kick, but my God, it'd curdle and make you, you, you throw up as a... Yeah, I mean, you didn't... We yeah. we drank it to get drunk. Oh, yeah, no. I I mean, there's other avenues drinks. A shot you can of Baileys. Here. Oh, my God, that's, that froze takes me back. We would take shots of Baileys no, we, at, at the bar. I don't think we do that here in America. Ugh. We take shots of other things, but I think Bailey's like, you just put in your coffee. It, it, it's definitely I mean, that's like... that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. It? It's an after-dinner drink. That's probably the most sophisticated America. Us Americans will be. Yeah, but Be- Bailey's in a, in a coffee is, is, is nice. Um, so, yes, cheers to St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. So, um, yeah, we've got a Royal Day in history. Uh, Royal's out and about. Um, and I, I've got my topic that I'm going to talk about, which the uh, the, the the Duchess doesn't know about. Yeah. So, um, but and I have a few questions. But, but one of the things that we um, Royals are out and about is at the Cheltenham Festival uh, this week. Um, race festival, horse racing, and uh, the Duchess um, said, "Oh, do you know it's this something race horses?" And and I said, "Wait, what? How are you saying this?" And and do you remember how you pronounced Cheltenham? Cheltenham, mum. <laughs> no, it wasn't quite like that. It was like Cheltenham, because <laughs> in the US we. Pronun- no, we pronounce it like every, and I know it's very elongated, I guess you would say. So I was like, do you know like Cheltenham? I believe that's yeah, what that, I say. Uh, what you, look, I mean, and I, then I, when I, you said the right enough. way, I was like, oh, well, I, I should have been like Cheltenham. So, um, is how I say it, but, um. Because yeah. the, the Duchess, and we used to do trivia with me. Um, I'm going to reverse this, and I have 10. Oh, it's 10. It's 10. Um, Cities, towns in the UK that I'd like you to, and 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 really, it, it this isn't. Well, I hope I have the luck of the Irish today. Oh, there, oh, there you go. That's, that's <laughs> quick. Um, so there's ten. So I'll give you a grade on this. Now, the majority of these, if not all, gonna, you're going to give me like Wars Orchester. Or all, all of them <laughs> have a soccer team except for one. Okay. And one of them we're going to a wedding at in November. Oh, goodness. So you should know that one. So I'm going to type this for the Duchess to, to guess, and I'm going to spell it out for everybody that's listening. So, Well, I apologize beforehand. I will probably butcher these names, but I will try my best. But I apologize. <laughs> so the, the first um, word that I'm describing, or a city um, that I'm asking the Duchess to uh, pronunciate, pronunciate, pronounce is L E I C E S T E R, and this is a, a town. Okay, I've heard this one before. Okay, Leicester. Ah, is good. that right? Correct. No, it's not right. You don't get the point. It's uh, it's Leicester, but you felt so strongly about it, hey, which was it, nice. It's better than probably what I originally said. If I had it. Yeah, so Leicester, Leicester City, they are um, a Premier League soccer team. They have a good rugby club as well. Um, so if I if I wasn't at all familiar, I would have probably said like Leicester or something. To I be think, completely I think that's honest, what you said anyway. no, I said Leicester. Okay, so the next one is G L O U C E S T E R, Gloucestershire. Well, I mean, you, you've added sure on the word. Gloucester. Yeah. 
Okay, I've heard you say that one before. That, that's because we're that's can, where we can get. Can I get a clap? Do we have a clap there? Are we used to? Let's see if we've still got it under things. Nope. No, it's okay. No, it's a, oh. I'm, I'm going to keep them going. It's okay. Oh, I'll, I'll take that one. Okay, yeah, I think I got rid of the clap. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. So, okay. So this one, is where we're going to... One out of two. So Gloucestershire is the county that we're going to the wedding, and it's near Gloucester. Okay. So that's There's why a you've... Gloucestershire. So you know York? Gloucester. Yes. And Yorkshire? Uh-huh. Same thing. Oh, okay. Okay, next one. So this one is in Wales, and it is spelled S-W-A-N-S-E-A. So I want to go against my American tendencies. No, no, just do it. Do your American tendencies. That's why we're all here. Swansea. Wait, say it. Swansea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to clap for myself. Have you heard of that place before? No, but it's spelled the way I feel like you say it, like Swan C. Yeah, Swan Z. And we probably just elongate it a lot more than it should be, because that's what we usually do. So I, I went to college in Glasgow. No, that one. I haven't. The, the, the listeners don't know what Sorry, I'm typing. He was typing it. I got that one. I know Glasgow. Okay. Is it, so, isn't oh, it like an Ed Sheeran song? I mean, I know more than that, but. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um, but uh, when I was in college in Montreal, I had a roommate that was, um, so he was Quebec or Quebecois. He was from Montreal originally, um, but moved to Vancouver at the age of seven. So never really fluently learned Montreal French Mm -hmm. and wasn't particularly great with his English. So he had like, I'd say two, three quarters languages and he traveled a bit and he went to the UK and he said, oh, I'm I'm going to this uh, college for six months to a year in Wales. and It's called Swansea. (laughs) And that's why I put that in. And the next city that he talked about was Glasgow, as if it's like a, a cow made of glass. Yeah, um, Glasgow. Could, yeah, no, I could definitely see it being like Glasgow, but Glasgow. I think that one I've heard yeah. you talk yeah, about. I mean, it. You, you've probably heard some of these. So, um, for the listeners, let me just tell you what I'm typing first. Oh, before. Sorry. Oh. So it's an N O R W I C H Norwich. I've heard you also talk about this, but it's no. not right. Well, you didn't say it right then. What, did I not say the letters right? Norwich. Norwich. The W silent. How is the W silent? This is where I don't understand. I don't know. Stupid, isn't it? Uh, you like there's rules to the English language. We've got a lot of French in it, and, and other words. And I think that's one of the, the French Norwich. Ones. Norwich. Norwich. Okay, this next one. You might know this. So one. is sandwich sandwich or is it sandwich? That's a good question. What That's is really it? Good question. Does anyone know? Um, okay, so for the oh, listeners, goodness. this is C A R L I S L E. C A R L I S L E. Carlisle. Yes. 
Okay. We have a Carlisle. Like, there's a town or something. There's something in the U.S. There's also Carlisle. an actor. And also, it wasn't the, um, in, uh, what was that shitty uh, vampire movie series, The Twilight Saga? Wasn't somebody called Carlisle? Is that the last name? Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't so. remember Dr. That. Carlisle. Well, yeah. Carlisle. So that's, yeah. All right. Well, because that's a tricky one. Um, that's in the northwest of England. You might, I mean, you sh- you. You may know of these ones as well, because obviously I've... Oh, my gosh. This one, we learned this in history. Okay. It's a colony. It was one of the first colonies. Plymouth. Yeah. It was one of the first... It, you Okay, in the U.S., for our non-U.S. listeners, you do learn this, at least when I was in school. And I don't know what they learned about in school By the way, now. you didn't let me spell it out for the listeners. You Sorry. just guessed... Sorry, but you do learn about it in the U.S. in history class, and it's one of the first colonies that they the settled. Plymouth Landing Plymouth. or something like that. Plym- Plymouth yeah. Colony. Plymouth Rock. Yeah. So, Plymouth, I mean. Plymouth Rock. Yeah. So, if you are even half listening in history, I feel like you would know that. Okay. So, the next oh. one is W-Y-C-O-M-B-E. W-Y-C-O-M-B-E. Wycombe? Wickham. Wickham! <laughs> I'll take your first answer, though. Oh, they, okay, no, but when you like, because I feel like if you look at it and then say what you first think, but then are like, what would the British say? Yeah. Then you kind of figure it out. Wickham! All right, two left. Okay, so for our listeners, um, this is M O R E. C-O-M-B-E. M-O-R-E-C-O-M-B-E. Morecambe. Yes. <laughs> it's a coast, I coastal town. Where is that? It's on the northwest, a small coastal town. Okay. Cool. Do they have good fish and chips? Probably. Uh, I think I've only been once. All right, last one. You're doing pretty well, actually. Thank you. So um, this is W A L S. A L L W A L S A L L Walsall Nearly Walsall <laughs> So the W and the A are silent and it's LaSalle. What? The W and the A are silent. It's uh, pronounced LaSalle. Two oh. two first letters are silent. How was I supposed to know that? Where Where is this town? I'm kidding. It's called Walsall. Oh, my gosh. That's what I said. Walsall. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was a wine or just your accent. Walsall. Well, it's me trying not to elongate my letters. You did better than I expected. Okay. What did I get? Um, three, four, five, five and a half out of, Oh, wait. Six and a half out of ten. So, yeah, really good. Thank you. I got 65%. Um... Can we hear you say water? Water. <laughs> Two Ds. Yeah. Water. That's okay. Well, what would you say since being in the US has been the most difficult things that you say that people can't understand? I think the things that hurt my soul um, are anything where I have to change T's into D's. Like what? City. City. Water. Water. Um,. Aluminum. <laughs> okay, well, a garage. That's when I, I feel like I hear you say a lot. Garage. How do you say it? Garage. How do I say it? Garage. garage. 
garage. I think I go back and forth. No, you say garage a lot. That's the one that I don't think. So the Barons lived here. How long have you lived here? Nine years. Nine years. So I think you've gotten accustomed to a lot of the ways that we say things. But garage, I feel like that's one that you say garage a lot. And chips, because our daughter, we live in the uh, U.S., everyone. Our daughter, no, but our daughter calls them chips. We do. She has not been to the U.K. since she's been born. <laughs> and she's like, chips, chippies. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, no, some things I actually forget. Like what? Garage and garage, garage and garage. I actually forget what is the original one that I used to say. Garage. So, I, I, yeah, sometimes I forget the pronunciation. Like when I go back home. When I go back home, when I used to go back home, it'd take me half a day and I'd switch back into Well, English, when your English. family comes into town, your accent gets stronger and then their accent is stronger like than yours. I feel Like, obviously, you have a British accent. But if we go back to the UK or if your family comes here, your accent gets stronger. But I also think, like, your mom and dad... Your mom has a very strong British accent, and she talks very quickly as well. So sometimes she's talking, and I'm listening, and then sometimes I'm like, "I didn't even know you listened." To I those. don't know what you said, but I'm gonna nod my head and say yes. Mm. Um, but when your family comes into town, they definitely do have Which a stronger means, accent than you wait, do. So it won't be next week, but the week after, we have some guests. Well, actually, we're gonna be in Mexico. No, we're going to do it the, fr- the Friday before Easter. We're going to have an Irish... So is that two weeks or one week? It's two weeks. Three weeks. Oh, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, yeah. When do we get back? That's Sunday. Three, three weeks that we have... Are they still here then? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so three We weeks will time. have an Irish guest and two British guests. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be a fun, a fun little episode. <laughs> Lovely. All right, what's next? <laughs> okay. Um, are we talking about the royal royal day in history, yeah. right? Okay, so I'm going to go over a few, but we're going to dive deeper into kind of one that goes into our, does it go into our main? No, we have three events that have happened today. So we are filming, or not filming, recording, Friday, March 17, 2023. So as you know, it's St. Patrick's Day. Um, so I'm going to go over a few royal events on this day. So the first one is the christening of Lena Tyndall in 2019. So this last week, we just had our last post. We did like a little series on the royal line of succession. And we just did one on Zara Tyndall. Lena is one of her daughters. And she got christened on this day in 2019. So Mike and Zara, if you're not familiar with, Zara is the daughter of the Princess Royal, Princess Anne. She married what? Was he a rugby star? Would you say yeah, he's yeah, a he star? Was, he yeah. Was, yeah. He he played for the England rugby team, Mike Tyndall. Um, they're very like down to earth. She obviously doesn't have the princess title. The Princess Royal chose her children not to have it. Um so I think they're just very more down to earth and as a royal, royal yeah, can be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so her daughter Lena, which I think is a second daughter, 
Uh, she has two, and then Lucas in 2019. So this was the christening. Um, in 2017, it was the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, now the Prince and Princess of Wales, visited Paris in 2017. They had a two-day official visit to Paris at the request of the Foreign and Commonwealth Office on March 17th. They met with the French president, attended a reception at the British Embassy, and attended a black tie, black tie dinner in the evening. And then earlier that day, they attended the St. Patrick's Day Parade. It was their first official visit to the French capital. This, to me, is just crazy that you can, like, be in the UK in the morning and then go to Paris that evening. We we just, the U.S. is so big, like, you can't just be in the U.S. and then go to Paris that evening. I don't know. Maybe you can go to yeah, Canada I, I in mean, the I mean, evening. It, I mean, it's just. It helps if you have a private jet because you don't have to go through customs. I mean, did they go to the private jet? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, and I mean, I in 20, when was this? In 2017 specifically, I loved her little jacket and everything. And we're going to talk about her outfit style choices in St. Patrick's Day a little bit later. And then the last, um, well, maybe not the last, but we have another day in history. Okay, we actually have two more days, and these are going to be real quick. So the engagement of Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson was on March 17th, 1986. That was when they announced their engagement. Mm. And then we also had the royal tour of the Caribbean in 1966 on March 17th, which obviously featured the Queen and Duke of Edinburgh. They visited 15 Commonwealth realms and crown colonies and territories on their month-long tour of the Caribbean, which are featuring the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge's visit to Belize, Jamaica, and the Bahamas. Um, so a few fun little, not little, but I don't know. I feel like they're very vast, differing events on this day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to get into the royal events? Though? Yep. Cool. Let's do okay. it. Okay. My least favorite. Hey. I think it's quite fun. Um, hey, uh, good news. We do not have to talk about the Sussexes this week. So what a day that is. So we did have Commonwealth Day. So we had the Prince and Princess of Wales attend, as well as the Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh, the Princess Royal and Sir Timothy Lawrence, and the King and Queen Consort. It was the King's first Commonwealth Day, um, and he presented a little speech that we are going to play here and talk about after. Yep, we are. Um, which button is it? <laughs> it is this one? Nope. Oh, Commonwealth Day was an occasion of particular pride for my beloved mother, the late Queen. A treasured opportunity to celebrate our Commonwealth family, to whose service she dedicated her long and remarkable life. In succeeding Her Majesty as head of the Commonwealth, I draw great strength from her example together with all that I have learnt from the extraordinary people I have met throughout the Commonwealth over so many years. 
I just realized, you know how we have uh, like sleep sounds and lullaby apps for kids? That would do it for me. Just talk to me about the Commonwealth King Charles. I think it's very respectable. Oh, I mean, it's respectful, but it's uh, over the years. I so what did, what did what did you think about the speech then? I, what I was your favorite part? I wasn't listening. No? Honestly, it, it, it was. I was thinking. As soon as I heard it, I was thinking, "Okay, this would send me to sleep and probably our children." Okay, well, the Commonwealth. Oh my gosh, I have a great business idea. Let's just use King Charles' speeches throughout the years and make it into an app and put sleep aids for your children, royal sleep aids, and see how well it does. I bet it would do well. And then you just have a, a bunch of kids growing up that are very uh, well versed in in uh, royal history. Mm-hmm. Million. Let's stop doing this. Let's okay. just, just make that now. Let's end the show now. All right. That's been a good episode. Okay. Well, back to it. Um, no, so the Queen was very, you know, the Commonwealth meant so much to her, as we know. Um, I know, so Princess, or the Princess of Wales, Catherine, her... Outfit choice, which I know it's never about the outfit, but it always comes back to it. And I feel like on social media, everyone has an outlet to say things. Um, it was, you know, there was a lot of beautiful flowers on it. And I think they were meant to represent the Commonwealth and things like that, which I think is a very good symbol, especially on that day. Wait, didn't, um, so Megan, right. I was just going to say, yeah. And I think what they talked about in their Netflix documentary, which I know we said we weren't going to talk about the Sussex, but here we are. I know, but I think it was on her veil or her dress. I think it was on her veil where she wanted to include all the Commonwealth countries with the flowers. But I mean, I think, I think it was part of the Commonwealth. Because she represented the Commonwealth. I mean, but it meant, it has always meant a lot to Queen Elizabeth, um, it, it was really important to her. Um, I don't know about Prince Charles. Like Prince Charles, his attentions seem to be other places, which is completely fine. Um, oh, you don't think they're on the Commonwealth? I think, like, obviously, Do you think he cares. No, <laughs> I think he cares about the Commonwealth, but I feel like the Queen put a lot of emphasis on that, where the King has put emphasis on other things. Um, he's making the role his own. Yeah, but you know, he's very been in. Uh, he's been very into like more like conservatism of like. Um, no, no, of like, <laughs> of just the world like resource like natural resources oh, and things like that economical. And just, yeah and slim down monarchy and, and and other things like those are the efforts that he seems to be putting modernization of the yeah, monarchy exactly oh yes okay thank you you kind of helped me two minutes ago but but thank you for finally helping me find what i was trying to say but yes so that's where his efforts have been where queen elizabeth she put a lot of emphasis on the the Commonwealth, but I will kind of do a little tilde there. Of there oh, was what? A, tilde. You guys don't call it that, and then you get tilde. Who's she? What tilde? Who's she? Tilde, like a little tilde. Like a little approximate. Yeah, like a little tilde. What does it mean? Approximate. Is it, oh, is that what it is? Like, a, is it approximate? A little no, a little. I don't know. 
or something. Oh, NB. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just saying. So in Queen Elizabeth's time, I think there were a lot of shifts and movements within the Commonwealth and things changing within her whole reign, which obviously hasn't happened yet with King Charles. So maybe she did put her emphasis on that just because there were countries that were getting independent. We're not mm. sure if they wanted to be in the Commonwealth. Or, or, there was a lot more um, movement. Yes. Then there is, I mean, but we do hear now, even now that there's some countries that don't want to be in the Commonwealth. So America. Well, well, what do you think as, as a British? Person? As a British? As a British person. <laughs> Am I just as a British? <laughs> What do I think about what? Charles? The Commonwealth. Like, like, so what is a oh, Commonwealth? Commonwealth? What does a Commonwealth mean to you? Because in America, we, we, we are not part of the Commonwealth. We don't have, we, we don't know. Like, you do not learn about this in history. I've only learned about this recently, learning more about the UK, but we, you know, obviously, America definitely did not want to be part of the UK. But there's the idea of the Commonwealth, and Meghan Markle has brought in a focus on it because she is kind of pointed as she thinks she's a representation of the Commonwealth. So as a British man, as a British man, like, what does the Commonwealth mean to you? And, like, for our listeners who maybe don't know what the Commonwealth is, like, what is it? Bloody good question. Um that the Commonwealth is the ruins of the British Empire, or all remains of the great, long British dynasty. And with that, that's the end of the episode. Okay, but in in truth, I do think there's something behind that. It is So with the British Empire, it is the um, remnants of it. And with most empires... Why would you use the term remnants, though? Because I think there's a lot of countries in the Commonwealth that are very proud to be part of it. Do you and think? I mean, I, 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 I've never obviously talked to someone from one of the Commonwealth countries, <laughs> but 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 that's the image that's given, right? Yeah, and I don't I know don't who's know, giving yeah, that yeah, image. Probably the British. <laughs> Just plain devil's. I, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer. I. I don't, I've never heard pro from Australia. I've never really heard pro from Canada. Well, Australia, it wasn't it even just like a few years ago where they had a vote to basically annex themselves and then they voted to remain in right? it. Yeah. yeah. And that wasn't that long ago. So obviously, but as an well, American, history, like I don't right? know. And it's that's history. Where, yeah. It's part of the history, and I think that's you know where a portion of Australians come from. Obviously, they have the Aborigines. Um, I wouldn't be surprised in the next few decades to a century, you would have a new Australian flag and a new New Zealand flag. Well, so Australia specifically, they have chosen not to put King Charles on their bills. So, I mean, I think this is a lot, right? You know, Queen Elizabeth is on their bills. I think it says a lot to not have, I guess, your next monarch yeah, I th- I on think the it's, bills. I think it's the beginning of the end. So do you think that King Charles should put an emphasis on the Commonwealth? Like, should put more focus? And, and, and he probably does. I think he'll put 
um, a lot of focus, but not talk about it as much as his going to be his legacy. He's going to put something else on his legacy because that was his mum's legacy. So I think it's still going to be in the same importance. He just probably won't talk about it as much as as she was in terms of he he would do it because it was important to his mum. Yeah. But he'll want to be known for something different, like you said, modernizing. Sorry, like I said, modernizing the the monarchy. But I think you've got to think about the the Commonwealth is it's a remnants of the and I don't know enough. Maybe we we should probably do a blog post and and or we could do an episode. We, we almost made an episode. Well, I don't know what this episode's about, but I was like, we should. <laughs> That's with thirty minutes in. No, I mean our our <laughs> Me neither. Top, what the our fuck are we talking topic about? of the podcast i i did recommend like you know on the commonwealth i think that'd be really interesting and getting mm. because as an american i can't have much say in it i, I feel I tell you like what, i tell you what we'll do the commonwealth episode so my um my brother's harry was step so brothers because this otherwise it's gonna get confusing why one's irish and why one's <laughs> british people are like what, what the hell um when they come on let's do the, do the commonwealth then because both of them um, studied uh, political science at there universities, so they okay. they will have a, a lot more knowledge than I did. I think in two or three weeks we will have a Commonwealth episode. That that would make that would make more sense to do it. I know definitely James the Irish. He wants to have a say on this. I don't this. think he's known as James the Irish. It's not like Eric the Red, um, no, but maybe maybe he'll not, like. But, but maybe when you write your Christmas costume, James the, the Irish. Irish. He's the Irish brother. And is is Irish the Irish Irish sister? Sister, yeah. Then you have the other English brother. <laughs> right. And, and the Welsh sister-in-law too. Yeah. Be. Okay. Um, I know, Baron, this isn't your... Our family is almost like one of those jokes. An Englishman, an Irishman, and a Welshman walk into a, a pub. Have you ever heard those jokes? Yeah. I mean, what the, it, your brother, who's English, is marrying, or not marrying, uh, dating a Welsh... Lady. Lady. So, so we're nearly you, do, you yeah. have a Welsh, so that's why you, you, you support the Scottish in rugby. Um, okay, exactly, so, so we don't have any Scottish. So let's get back to um, the Commonwealth. So I know this isn't your forte, Baron. There's been a lot of talk about the fashion, though. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't really care about the fashion. Let me finish on your your initial question about what does the Commonwealth mean to me. So the the, the Commonwealth, we still have the Commonwealth Games, which I think is um, is is pretty cool. Like it's all, you know, uh, like... Uh, what is the Commonwealth Games? Can you... It's like the Olympics, but with just all the countries that are in the Commonwealth. And Ooh. England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland compete separately rather than Team GB. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all the, the Caribbean... Who wins, usually? Who's the top three? Um, usually England, Australia and Canada in different, different orders. Australia is very, very strong at sports so i'd say I mean, especially rugby yeah rugby cricket sw- swimming the tremendous uh um hockey really good at mm-hmm. not ice hockey field hockey so Too anyway bad the u.s so there. so i think look you, you got to think about you, you so said, how many countries are in the commonwealth do you know two million but honestly do you know how many countries are in the commonwealth um, i want to say 72 is that your final answer? Yes. Okay. I'm looking it up. I mean, there's a lot of islands and stuff. 72? Yeah. Uh, 54. That's not a bad guess. 
Commonwealth is a voluntary association of 54 independent countries, almost all of which were formerly under British rule. The origins of the Commonwealth come from Britain's former empire. Yeah. So I think the, the I think this would be a really interesting podcast topic, and I think what well, we are we going to do. do it, but yeah. let, let's just set up some of the seeds. So I think Commonwealth, and it's just the name. And it, I think there was, was some really beautiful photos from that day. Like I think I know some of the countries brought their culture. <laughs> I want to talk about the fashion and no, but some of the countries brought their culture with the different dances that they had and all that. And I mean, I think it's very nice. It is. It is. And I think like, I remember watching the Netflix with, with Harry and Meghan and how they kind of just basically shat on it. And I'm, I'm sure that there is a lot of, no, I'm not sure. I know there's a lot of um, horrendous things that went on during to create the Commonwealth. But now it's like, like you said, it's voluntary. But the Commonwealth, I think, was really to, in its um, structure, should be in the, the commonwealth of everyone, right? That everybody wins. Seems a little bit socialist and communist, but um, I think that might be it. But so anyway, so so what it means to me is, um, I guess it's a legacy of the royal family, whether that's a good one or a bad one. No. The, the thing is, it I, important to you? Do you want it to stick around? I don't really care. I honestly don't really care. I think what's what's interesting you look at, and this is why I think in the next couple to three decades to a hundred years, you'll see a lot of countries' flags start to change. Well, yeah, and I know there's a big question of like, will Can, Prince George ever actually see the throne? Yeah. So, um, type this. Um, how many countries have the Union Jack featured in them? F- four. Is that right? I don't so know. This is four countries, and this is just, oh, and this is from McGill, where the Baron went to college. But this is really only just me, like, putting it in there. Um, Wikipedia says Five, five Commonwealth nations have the Union, but Miguel says four countries currently incorporate the Union flag as part of their own, Australia, New Zealand, Tuvalu, and Fiji, although Fiji is a republic unlike Australia and New Zealand, but Wikipedia says five, well, okay, five including the United Kingdom. Sure, yeah. So, but I'm sure there's a Caribbean nation that has as well but anyway to, to, to that point have you seen canada's original flag no i will be honest i don't know much about canada i'll be 100 percent honest or flags or flags what was that was it the big bang theory it was like fun with flags i don't know anyway i don't know much about canada so, so the canadian flag used to have the union jack on it and then they got rid of it mm-hmm. for the why but they're still in the it was in the 1960s it's done in the Commonwealth, correct? Right. And I think that it's interesting. So obviously Australia and New Zealand still have it. I'm surprised they still have it. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Time will only tell. Um, okay, let's keep them going because we'll, we'll talk more about Commonwealth. Yeah. But it's, it's a really interesting subject. Well, going you, on you Commonwealth. Talk about fashion. Yes, I'm going to talk a little bit about fashion. The Baron's not super into this. 
So the Princess of Wales or Erdem, um, she had okay. Sorry, was it what? Erdem, and I'm probably saying that wrong. What does that mean? Erdem, it's a like it's a designer. Oh, Erdem. It's a dis- I was like, I don't know if you like saying Erdem. Erdem. <laughs> what? Okay, it's a designer. Anyways, she wore like so. I might wear pardon. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Going out somewhere to the royal So Pardon. I will say after I got a bit used to her ensemble, I did like it, but I will say at the beginning when I first saw it, I don't know, it wasn't what I expected. It was beautiful. Um I I liked it. But I yeah, but I feel like at first when I saw it, I was I don't know, I was a bit jarred. But then it grew on me. It was what? I was, I was a bit jarred. Oh, jarred. Yeah. I can't create so many bloody words. I was like, I know. I was it's English. Jarred. Um, but it grew on me. It grew on me. And then, I mean, she always looked so stunning as well. I loved her hair up. She's been wearing her hair down a lot. So I really loved it up. And it was by Erda. <laughs> which I was saying that right. I'm probably not. I'm sorry. Um, we also had the Duchess of Edinburgh. Her first. Well, I, I know she's had a, she had an outing in Edinburgh, but her first, like, I don't know. She looked beautiful. She had a little bow on the back of her hat. She wore white. It was beautiful. She was gorgeous. And then we had the Queen Consort in blue as well. She wore a brooch that I think was, um, I'm, I'm going to look this up just to make sure it's right. But um, it was from the late Queen Elizabeth. Um, but she looked gorgeous as well. And then we had, obviously, the Princess Royal, the harding, hardest working royal, and Sir Timothy Lawrence. But I'm going to talk about the Queen Consort's brooch. I just want to make sure it was Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth's two Commonwealth days. Um, no, none of this is bringing it up. And let's see. Let's see. Um, no, and they all looked beautiful. So, oh my gosh, sorry. I just want to make sure I get Camilla's brooch right. Um, Baron, can you look at Queen Consort's brooch? Oh, it was Queen Elizabeth's. Um, and so we did a little poll, or I did a little poll on this the day. I think they all look beautiful, and we asked y'all, what was your favorite look between the Princess of Wales, Duchess of Edinburgh, Princess Royal, and Queen Consort? Princess of Wales was 64%, Duchess of Edinburgh was 21%, and the Queen Consort was 14%. So, Princess of Wales went out, but they all looked beautiful, and I don't know, I think, what was it, a couple of years ago was... I, I know that every time this this time comes about, they were like, oh, well, it's always about the Duchess of Sussex went a few years ago and whatnot and whatnot. But anyways, no, they all looked beautiful. But Prince of Wales, favorite look of the week. Nice. So. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. It's, um, it's different. Did you find out where the brute broke uh, from? A, it says nothing. It says nothing. I um, think it might have been Queen Elizabeth. We will find that out when I have a little break. I'll find that out. Um. Anyways, 
what else are we talking about? So I'm going to go through some of the events of the week. Actually, we're going to go on a little topic first. Um, So the new season of The Crown has started filming, and I would love to know. So there's been shots of Ed McVeigh and Prince William out, and Baron, do you think they look alike? Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty good look, don't you? Yeah, do you think they look alike? Yes, the answer is yes. Okay. okay, okay, sorry, back to the brooch. The Queen Consort paid, paid subtle tribute to the late Queen Elizabeth II by wearing a pointed brooch to a special service in honor of Commonwealth Day. So, it was for her. Camilla Queen's concert chose to wear the Queen's Sapphire brooch for this year's annual Commonwealth Day service. So it was Queen Elizabeth's brooch. But, so did you say they did look alike? Yeah, I, do. I, I think okay. so. So yeah, so the new season of The Crown has started filming. Um, we'll see how they put together Kate and Will's like meet cute. That's what they call it, right? I think they look alike, but 67% said they do look alike, and 33% said they don't look alike. So one-third don't think they look alike. I mean, I think they do. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I think they do. So, yeah. I mean, more than Charles looked like in the- oh, Oh, definitely. Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, so we're going to get into the Royal Events of the Week. Let me get my little list down. Were, were we not already doing that? Yeah, I mean, we were, but I got a little sidetracked with the crown because that wasn't Royal Events of the Week. Okay, so we had Commonwealth Day on Monday, and they all looked beautiful. Okay, so who's a fan of Sir Brian May of Queen? Do you know Queen? You know do, Queen? I, do I know the band Queen, Queen yeah. with Freddie Mercury? I, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Brian May got he got knighted by King Charles this week. I bet he bloody loved that. Yeah, good for him. I mean, fucking queen. Do you think he knighted him because there's now only one queen? Oh my gosh. That's Brian May because Freddie Mercury's not I, here. I apologize for the Baron. Anyways, going on. The Queen concert was in the West Midlands. Wait, Qu- Brian May Queen or Camilla? The Queen consort. Oh, sorry. Was in the West Midlands where she visited Elmhurst Ballet School to mark their centenary and Southwater One Library in Telford. And I think this is really sweet. So our daughter loves dance. She's like little, little. But she loves dance, so I just love to see this kind of stuff. And she, like, there were hundreds in the crowd. The Baron hasn't seen the video, but if you see the video, like, it, like, there were so many people in the crowd just, like, welcoming her. And it was really just sweet and nice. Looks like a good old shindig. Mm-hmm. So, yes, she went there. Lots going on this week. It, it, a lot goes on every week. Every week. Okay. And the king met members of the UK's Sudanese community in London mm-hmm. as the community marks 20 years since the start of the conflict and atrocities in Darfur. 
to four. Doff, doffle. Sorry, see? Um, we're going to talk about St. Patrick's Day at the end. Um, and then, do you want to say something? Baron's looking at me like, no, I, I'm do we need to take a little break? I was going to get a top We're going to take a little break. <laughs> okay, we're back. We are back. So, to go with the Royal Events of His Royal Events of History, Royal Events of the Week. Um, so, to mark the announcement of becoming patron. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't even know if we announced that. So, last week we announced that um, Prince Edward became the Duke of Edinburgh. And obviously, Sophie became the Duchess of Edinburgh. We did announce that. But this week it was announced that he is now patron. Of the Duke of Edinburgh Award and International Awards. Yeah, I think we, we touched on it. Didn't, okay, but he was only announced. But now he's been officially the patron of it. He's been doing so much work towards it, um, and now he's officially the patron. So Which makes sense since yeah. he's the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, of course, right. Well-deserved. Expected. Um, so Huzzah! So to mark that announcement, the Duke of Edinburgh met young award participants in Derby and Nottingham. Wait, what? Debbie. Nottingham. Nottingham's right. Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> Is it, it doesn't make sense. Derby. Debbie. Da. Der. It's like with an A. D A. But it's with an E. I know. It doesn't make sense, but it's, it's Derby. Okay. Well, that happened. <laughs> um, what else? Um, the king held a number of audiences at Buckingham Palace. Welcoming Prime Ministers, Ambassadors, and High Commissioners. And then, ooh, ooh. Singing? Um, well, this kind of goes with later what we're going to talk about. But the Princess Royal was in Cheltenham. Is that how you say it? Cheltenham. I mean, you've added a few more. Cheltenham. There you go. Cheltenham. <laughs> it's very, like, quick. Cheltenham where she visited the government communication headquarters and opened the Five Valleys Medical Practice. And then, okay, so we don't get as much of, like, the other princesses and stuff, but the Duke of Gloucester, that you say it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Duke of Gloucester as patron of cathedrals in pilgrimage and the Duchess of Gloucester, royal patron. second one wasn't as strong. Well, no, but I think, like, I feel like I just didn't get myself ready. Um, Royal patron of Cathedral Music Trust visited Litchfield and Debbie <laughs> Cathedrals. I gotta get myself ready for it. Um, so those are some of it, but also I would. Derby. Derby. Uh, do- so it, is it elongated? Just think instead of it being an E, it's an A. So Derby. Yeah, there you go. Okay. And then I would also like to point out, so today we didn't watch it. But it sh- it should have come out today. Prince William was featured in on- so today's Red Nose Day as well, which in the what U.S. Yeah, which in the U.S. we don't. I, I mean, as far as I know, like I don't really know what Red Nose Day. It's comic is. relief, is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's with comic relief. Um, but Prince William made like a special appearance on the Comic Relief podcast to talk more about homelessness. Um. So, with that, he wants to shine a light on the stark reality of homelessness in the UK, an issue that affects hundreds of thousands of people across the country. And I know with the cost of living crisis and everything like that, 
it, I think, has become bigger and bigger. So he has come on a special appearance on that podcast um, and on that show for Red Nose Day. And it's just very unique. We we have we haven't seen this show. We're in the U.S. I don't know if we can get it, um, but that has come about. And so, do, you, do you want me to tell you a little bit about Red Nose Day? Yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear it. So Red Nose Day is a it's a big thing as a child um, at school. So Red Nose Day was you raise money for um, charities and pieces like that. It, it's kind of like a wacky day. You do stuff at school, um, and you wear a, a red nose. I don't know if it came from a clown. But the noses throughout the years, Jesus, some of them would just pinch and just be the worst. And then some you'd have that would light up and some would um, like be squishy and stuff like that. You know, they try and reiterate on it every year and stuff like that. But ultimately it was... (laughs) Okay, all right. Let's just pause for a second. Oh, you're talking about... Okay, so we're back. Um... Red Nose Day. Yeah, we were ordering food and they didn't have something on the order. Oh, um, those dang broken ice cream yeah, machines yeah. every time. Okay. Well, I shouldn't be drink, eating ice cream um, or drinking this much Chardonnay. So we're talking about comic relief. Um, so it, it's like a fun day as a, as a kid. You, you do look forward to it, that like you raise money, you do events at school. But then in the... TV side, the BBC does um, like specials, like The Office. They would mm-hmm. do a comic relief special, or all the kind of like favorite shows would do something for comic relief. And it's yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty good. It's um, it's fun. So it, yeah, it, it raises yeah. money for charity. So Prince William was just highlighting that um, and the homelessness, and he did have a quote, which let me find it. I usually try and get the. Um, Baron to find me these quotes but he didn't have a quote and um it has sparked some controversy which i think is a bit silly but you know so what, what doesn't spark converse, controversy, controversy right? a, what's it called an outrage culture it's right ridiculous. right okay so uh okay i thought i had it um but okay so here, maybe it is. No, not homeless either. Okay, so um, so what he said is his mother, Princess Diana, would have been disappointed at the lack of progress in preventing homelessness that there is now. Um, so yeah, so he said that in the podcast. People are like saying like, I don't know, there's like two sides to it every time. Like, how dare he brings his mother into this just trying to get views and whatever. What? Yeah. Oh, so. it's part of a bloody podcast. It's not like he's recent a PR statement. Right. And then, so so, so his full quote, uh, my, my, and I'm sorry that the Baron did not get this in the podcast, but my mother introduced me to the cause of homelessness, from quite a young age, and I'm really glad she did. I think she would be disappointed that we are still no further on in terms of tackling homelessness and preventing it than when she was interested and involved in it. I don't know. I don't think he's... He's right. Yeah. I don't think he's saying it in a way of manipulation. I'm just... I just think it's his... No, he's not, Harry. (laughs) 
not trying to make money off of it, but I, I don't know. No, like, his, his, his mum was in... It's like, just say how Charles said mom, about the Commonwealth. His mum's dead. Charles' mum's dead, brings up the Commonwealth. Oh, how dare you talk about a dead person and something they cared about. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Um, I mean, they'll get criticism from whatever they say, right? So the thing about homelessness is I think it, it shouldn't be a thing um, with the in, in the UK and with the, the, the resources that they have, unless the person wants to be removed from society. Right. If, if if that's their choice, yeah. fair enough. If it's not their choice and they want somewhere to live, then that should be. Yeah, I mean, I can't say much to it because I don't. I I, you know, I I don't live in the UK. I've never lived in the UK, so yeah. I feel like it's something that I I can't really talk the UK, about. The but, UK welfare states are very strong, but I respect William for bringing light to it. Just like I think a lot of people oh, respected Diana for bringing light to it, and he like he can talk about his mom. Like that's his mom at the end of the day. And and if Harry talked about his mom, that's fine as well. But if you're yeah, doing yeah, that to is. sell books or episodes, that's a bit different. But he's not, he's he's going on a little. A podcast that anyone can listen to, like it's a bit different. Um, but yeah, no. So I really respect that he he went there after. So yeah, oh yeah. So we will talk about, I guess, the big event of today. So St. Patrick's Day parade. Um, so just to give a bit of, I don't know if it's history. I didn't know this, but last year when Prince William became Prince of Wales. He inherited the title from King Charles. So when King Charles, be, or when at the time Prince Charles became king, he he was the colonel of the Welsh Guards. But when he became king, that transferred down to the next of the Prince of Wales, which was William. So William became Prince of Wales. He also became the colonel of the Welsh Guards at that same time. He was also colonel of the Irish Guards. So to respect his Prince of Wales title, becoming colonel of the Welsh Guards, that title transferred over to Princess Catherine, Princess of Wales. So now she is the colonel, you know, the colonel of the Irish Guards. We saw her, I think, a a couple weeks ago. We did. Yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah, she she was at her house. She was having a drink. (laughs) Um, no, but we saw her when she was out with the Irish Guards members. She was in the snow. She was in the, it was last week. Salisbury we talked Plains. about, yes, Salisbury Plains. Um, but so this is the first St. Patrick's Day that, um, it was her first, so she's obviously been to the St. Patrick's Day parade of the Irish Guards. Um, Prince William at the time was the colonel of the Irish Guards. This was her first as the incoming colonel of the Irish Guards, and he was outgoing. And we have a little speech from both of them, right? Just Kate. I I cropped his out because you asked for Kate's. Okay. Well, we do have one from Kate as she's incoming colonel of the Irish Guards. I hope this is right. One of you. I really couldn't be prouder to stand in front of you here today. It really is a true honour. That's rain in the background. I know. I'm here to listen to you, to support you, and to champion you in all you do. This is a responsibility I do not take lightly. 
But it's <laughs> audio is ridiculous. Um, there's a heavy rain. It was in Aldershot. Um, yep, it was. Which I've actually I've played soccer in Aldershot and the actual um, against that team. Yeah. Anyway, heavy rain, and then you just hear a baby at the, the end go ah ah ah. So it's like jeez, you just yeah. like get me the so, f out of here. So William gave a speech and he called Catherine like Colonel Catherine, which is really sweet. Um, and then she comes in and gives her speech as colonel of the Irish Guards. Um, Answer it. I'll 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 talk about what I was going to talk about. We, we're getting this. We're trying to get some food delivery. Um, anyway, um, so with the uh, that event, they have sprigs of. Do we need to pause? Yeah. Okay, we'll be back once we've eaten. All right, all we're trying to do is just order some food. We are starving, and it's so difficult. It, yeah. First world problems and everything. Um, all right, so I was saying that at the it was pouring down with rain, there's babies crying and all this. Now, they um, they wear what they call sprigs of, what was it, parsley, but it's not parsley. Shamrocks. Yeah, four-leaf clovers. Of, shamrocks. Is it shamrocks? Yeah. She, she, sprigs yeah. of shamrock. Yeah, the Princess of Wales hand out shamrocks. Well, she passes it out to... Sprigs. Sprigs of shamrocks. But she also passes it out. I'm going to show... So we did do a little reel on it, and I'm going to show... Okay, pause there. Okay. So what we should... So on the reel that we've posted... So she's got... She And she gives it to Seamus, the wolfhound. Like, oh, precious. Precious. I love dogs. Okay, so... Oh. And they drink Guinness. Pause, 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 pause. Okay, can you see that? So... He's talking, um, and he's wearing a hat. So he sprigs that. Another the, the gentlemen have the, the sprigs on the hat as well. Yet he's got one that's like dangling down on his hat, and it just looks like probably oh, should sort that. Well, out. so do you want to know a little bit more about her outfit? So she's wearing teal, technically correct. Technically correct. Yes. So if you look at the plumes of the Irish guards, it's the same color. And then if you also look at the button, so this is from Parky's Princess. She's pointing this out. Um, if you also look at her buttons, it's not like how you would expect it. It's in a certain pattern, and it's also the pattern of the Irish guards. So at least the Princess of Wales, I will say, has ha- had a lot of thought into her outfit. There, no, there's some really good pictures on your reel here. Thank look, you. look, he's got it dangling down, like, and all the other ones have just a small piece of. I feel they get the effed him over here. It's like. Yeah, well, here's your piece, and it's like half a field of shamrock, and then everybody else you has know got. What? He's trying. He's the outgoing colonel. Ah, okay. Look at this. So William bald, William not bald. The difference a hat makes is incredible. So we have, the a, we have a we have a family. Always talks about no. We have a family Prince friend William and his that um, is a very good looking man, um, but. Uh, uh, Technically bald, but can grow hair. I mean, he has some long hair at the back, but he wears a hat. Yeah. So, and it, really good looking man. You take that away, and you're like, I'm totally not. different man. Yes, and it's the same here. I would, if I was Prince William, I just wear that hat all the fucking time. Yeah. I'd be like, I am wearing my Colonel's hat inside today, Catherine of Aragon. She's but isn't it, isn't it crazy that when you see him with a hat, how much yeah. he looks like? Because everyone's like, "Oh, he was such a good-looking man." Oh, he's bald. Puts that on. Oh my god, he's beautiful. Bald. Wait, it's a mind melt. It's a mind. 
I mean, unfortunately, the royal family would. Even a baseball cap back to Well, boldness comes from the mother's side. So if Catherine's side of the family, if her father and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, aren't bold, then Prince George might be okay. But that's what they say. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but that's what they say. And our sponsor today, hats.com, we are selling hats for all of you baldies out there. I apologize. But anyways, um, so yeah, so the big event today was St. Patrick's Day. Um, Congratulations to the Princess of Wales for becoming like Colonel of the Irish Guards. Salute. Yes, in Ireland. Salute to uh, the outgoing Colonel. What's salute? Cheers. Oh, is that right? In Irish? No, it's not Irish. Salute. 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 Anyways, cheers to Prince William, um, the outgrowing colonel, but he's he's also the colonel of the Welsh Guards. So Lucky duck. Yeah. Um, Can you Uh, give me your best Irish accent? Can you say St. Patrick's Day? No, I will not even try and touch that. St. Patrick's Day. I'm not good at that. It's a great day to be Irish. Well, let's hear the British man. I I, I did it. That was it. We need to get our friend Kieran on, and he can he'll tell. Like, oh, he'll be like, uh, Baron, you're such a fuck. Okay, I have a question for you. Um, how many people live in Ireland? Millions. Yep. Do you want to be a little bit more specific? 12 million. Okay, so it's six. Ah. Less than you thought. Yeah. How yeah. many people around the world claim Irish descent? Forty million. <laughs> Seventy. Oh my so god. So there's more than ten times the people around the world that claim Irish descent. Yeah. yeah for the I mean small no, but in the how US How ridiculous is that? No, but in the US, like I don't know how like if if well, you're I've not got, familiar I've got with the US, like everyone especially on St. Patrick's Day, they'll be like, Oh, I got a little Irish. It was like sixteen. I got some Irish. Um, yeah, it is ridiculous. People say, "Oh, say, oh, um, where are you from?" I'm Irish. Well, I told. I'm well, like, no, no. I mean, like, where are you no. from? Like, I'm from New York. I know, but I mean, I told the Baron, I was like, "Hey, I got some Irish. We haven't found it yet, but it's there." Um, before we get into this topic, though, I do want to talk about our last relevant. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so which it, you said it it coincides with our topic of the week. Um, so Cheltenham. Wait, no, let's finish this Irish thing off because then, then it will flow into my topic. Oh, okay, okay so, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. So, to, to your point... We've had a couple of drinks tonight. I, I'll talk to people and they'll say, oh, you know, where are you from? And I'm like, um, I don't well, know. Everyone asks you where you're from because your accent's just... Oh, what's your, what, you know, what's your ancestry? I'm Irish. They're always, I'm Irish. I was like, jeez, like, these Irish people just like effed like bunnies and, and stuff. Like, y'all think you're Irish. You had an MC, apparently, in front of your name for the longest we time. We do have a redhead. Oh, okay. So so that's not... So that means <laughs> Irish. Yes, there's Irish on my side It's of not the coming from my Asian side. It has to side. be on both sides. Yeah, Irish. Anyway. Irish. <laughs> so, so 70 million people claim ancestry to Ireland of a population of 6 million... Um, cause, and also, and I've got a theory about this. How many Americans claim, um, ancestry to, 
40 million 32 yeah <laughs> so like nearly six times the amount of the population so and the, so 10% of the US population think they're Irish <laughs> and you're one of them that has no well, we're definitely facts. British you're definitely British we found that I think you're English I think you've got English um, but you're not we have red like our daughter is like red, oh my god red. It's like just, look at that picture she is red it's not just Irish people that are Red Scottish. I mean, it's not yeah, Asian I people. I mean, if you go back thousands of years, maybe it's not Asian. And she is anyway. Asian. Um, I'm half Asian. So I was going to say, uh, I've lost my trend of thought here. Oh, uh, uh, well, okay. So anyway, uh, Ireland. Uh, and and I, yeah, no, I've, I've brought it back. So one of my good friends that we talked about, he's in Chicago, um, where they turn the color of the river. Green. Look at the pictures. It's, like it's, it's incredible. epic. It, it's it like, epic. They literally turn it green. Like not even like slight green. Oh, it is like green, green. So yeah. look at the pictures of Chicago if you haven't, and if you can't go to Chicago next St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, we should do that. Maybe when the kids are older. Um, but one thing that says why I think this, so more than ten times the population of Ireland claim Irish descent is I mean how many people claim Irish descent from I don't know a country that's not that Filipino. Pop- well, I'm just thinking. So what stereotypes? Here we go. I'll get cancelled for this one. What are the Irish known for? Having fun and partying, drinking Guinness. Well, I mean, no, no you're cancelled. But they, they have fun, right? So, so, so the, 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 yeah, of course they do. They always talk about Prince and Princess of Wales drinking Guinness on St. Patrick's no, Day. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But they have fun, right? The Irish are known for being like lighthearted, having fun. You don't get, like, I, I don't know, I'm not going to get cancelled by saying a country, oh, I claim descent of this boring country. I think many people claim. Irish descent because it's a fun country to be associated with. So that's why you have 10 times their actual population claiming descent from Ireland. Yeah, and it's a big drinking holiday, right? Well, yeah, it is, but also so there's, like, there is some... I, like, I would love to... You, you know how on like the TV shows in the US, they like there's a report that goes out, it's like, do you know what this means? Like, I'd love to be like, do you know what St. Patrick's Day means? And then we'd be like, getting drunk. <laughs> Yeah, South Park does a pretty good episode on it. Um, one last thing on this. I was actually thinking through it that there probably is some reason to why 70 million people claim Irish heritage. So, um, and this is... Can you get some money for college or something? N- no. <laughs> well, in America, I feel like a lot of people would do that to get... Uh, swing and a miss. But... Um, so we do have Irish descent on, on my side of the family. So our kids do have Irish. So you are the one in however many million. I don't claim it, though. Bull. No, I don't claim it. Okay. Anyway, I know it. What side I know of the it. family? <laughs> my dad's. Where? My My dad's mother's, my grandma's maiden name was Quinlan. Okay. But her mother's maiden name was the same last name that we have. Oh. Is, so. Is that, uh, I, I don't think No, it's not. Have. It's not. So the, the, 
um, that her dad, my great grandfather, is at Irish descent, and then we do go back into that. But one thing that so I was the thinking, Baron's Irish. He's one of well, the, well, the got however many million claiming to be Irish. But I'm not American, so I'm not part of the U.S. I population, mean, am I? Or am I? I guess I am. Maybe I'm. Yeah. Anyway, so one thing that I thought about, and this actually does close in the loop on this before we go to Cheltenham, is the royal family. And it makes sense. So in this stats that I'm looking at here, how many people claim Irish descent? Australia, Canada, Spain, and South Africa. So Australia has 11.5% um, of, of, of people that, that claim it, and the US is around about 10%. Now, at the time, Australia um, was where the Brits sent all their... Degenerates. Yes. Prisoners. Yeah. They, they sent a lot of that because of overpopulation of the uh, incarcerated and so on. So they sent them to Australia, which was literally the other side of the planet mm-hmm. where you can get back to. Um, but the Irish at the time, and I could be completely factually wrong, but I think I'm around about this. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to do a quick check on this. But this is my theory of why the potato famine... So how did... Okay, so kind of as you're looking for that, how did Australia come about? Like, so as we know, the UK sent a lot of, like, the prisoners and things like that to Australia. Like, was it just like, oh, we have this country. No one's living there. Let's just send these... Not good people there. Like, is that, like, I feel like that's not how they were, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But did they, so, so no one was on the. No, there was the Aborigines, there was the, there was the natives. Na- yeah. Like, native Australians. Yeah, Aborigines. The Aborigines. So, the, uh, similar to the US story with the natives, yeah. like, very, very similar. Um, but it wasn't, I don't believe it was as populated as the US. Well, they used a lot bigger. In Australia? Yeah. It's not that much bigger. They're the similar size. I mean, it, it, it's... I mean, we're not going to get into this. This would be a boring fucking episode to talk about yes. geography. But Fast forward. Australia is... No, Australia is a huge, huge country. Huge island. It's a continent. Yeah. It's the smallest continent, but it's... A, it's is it a continent? Yeah, Australasia. Oceania. Anyway, all right. Okay, we're not so going to get into the whole thing. No, we are. This is brilliant. Um, this, this is, fuck fashion. This is what I want to talk about. So so here's my theory with the Irish um, and the royal family. So, uh, and, and this does coincide. So the Irish potato famine, also known as the Great Hunger, began in 1845 when a mould known as Petophora. Oh, let's see what words <laughs> you know. Well, it looks Greek. Hey, Phytophora. Next week, we're going to go over Filipino words that... Oh, that will be fun. I do want to do that. I need to bring my mom there because I will be... So, so the potato famine, and, and that I think that was a piece of it. So, Australia, you need people to build an economy, to build a country, right? So, they sent the prisoners. And for the Irish, I think there was, it was a chance. So, 1845, mid of the 19th century... Same going to the US. You needed people to grow the country because there was so much space. And um, so people that didn't have it great, and at the time in Ireland it was really bad. Also under the royal family it was really bad in terms of 
we need we let's talk to my brother about that in terms of yeah, uh, of what yeah. it was because he, he'll know about it. But there was a lot of um, it, it wasn't a good time to be Irish. So when they say people are you know seventy million claim it, well, it's probably I think it's back to this because at the time it was when globalization in terms of being able to travel long distances in ships. You're actually falling asleep as I'm no, talking about this. No, 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 it's very interesting. Well, it was there, so I think that's why you have it. So they were they were able to disperse, and that's why people claim because it was probably a really bad time. Yeah. So that's why they have Irish descent. Um, but at the same time, when you said how was Australia found, I, I think again coming back to the royal family and why the British um, Empire was so great. I say so great, so expansive mm-hmm. was ships. Because we were an island. Yeah, y'all had like we the had best naval, so naval we, we had military. The best, we've the British Navy has only been overtaken we've in the last sixty years, sixty by, fifty years by who? By um, the Japanese. Oh, it's Americans <laughs> because the the, the, the Americans want to. They basically see themselves an island, have to to fight on both theaters, the Pacific we do, I mean, and the we Atlantic. Do, yeah. So, which which makes sense. Which I mean, it came came out in world in, in the world wars, right? Like we had a like we had to fight Asia, and then you have Europe. Yeah. So, so that's really the makes why. sense. But, I mean, they they had to ramp up very quick, especially after uh, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. But the the, the pieces like prior to all that technological advancement and exploration. The UK had always had to defend it, defend itself because of the, it was an island. So all when we talk about technology advancing through warfare and pieces like that, the UK had always been doing it because it always had to defend itself from people coming in. So when you've got naval advancements, that's why it led to exploration. Yeah, I mean, that's why sense. we have. I mean, Australia wasn't wasn't massively populated because the middle of it's a f- desert. I mean, there's a lot of nasty things in Australia as oh well, my gosh, like the animals. I mean, well, I Say mean, that so we live in Arizona, which is basically the U.S.'s Australia. Well, well, without the barons are always like, you know, how many poisonous things we have in the U.K. It's like one, just one. Do you remember what's it called? Won't even kill you. It's like a snake, and it's gross. It won't kill you. No, we live in Arizona, so we have a lot of nasty things. But I will say the South, we lived in Texas. We lived in Texas. We we met in Texas. That has a lot nastier. Like, there are... I would say a lot nastier. Oh, well, when we, we have, went... We have mountain lions and bears. Texas doesn't have that. We don't live in a oh, place no, no, where Texas ma- does have yeah. mountain lions. We do, and we also don't live in a place where you can get mountain lions and bears. Like, yeah, if you go are you out... Kidding me? Well, I mean, not where we our houses, but exactly. where we go. Where, where, but like one every other month, we go up north where there are mountain lions and bears. Okay, you're not gonna have snakes. Okay, up there, our though. daughter was out with her grandparents in the side by side, and they paused because there was a wolf looking at them. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, you know how many wolves we have in the UK? Less than one. No, but all I'm saying is. Like, you were saying we're in, like, the Australia of the U.S. No, because Texas... You think Texas is? I would I say mean, Louisiana is. It's more than we are. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're the Australia of the U.S. I think we have some nasty critters, but I think the U.S. has a, as a whole has a lot nastier critters and creatures than the U.K. does, but it's a lot bigger. 
Australia. It's a lot bigger. It's going to have some. You thought Australia was small two minutes ago. No, I don't think it's as small as the UK. No, Australia's a fucking mess. Great white sharks, hammerhead sharks, tiger sharks, sharks in general, um, crocodiles. Yeah. Every snake you can imagine. Nasty ass spiders. I mean, we have nasty. Like, I found what three black widows in our outside. We have tarantulas. We have rattlesnakes. We have. Yeah, we have other in our home. Thank God. I mean, I was in the desert today. No, I was, I was, I was looking at. Yeah. I was seeing. I was. It's a desert. Feet. Like, yeah. If you're gonna go out into like, well, yeah. Anyway. Anyways. So Irish. Let's, yeah. <laughs> So I honestly think it was a, a combination between the UK having to defend its shores led to exploration. Yeah. And that's why Australia came and then Irish descent is ever. Yeah. Okay, Cheltenham. Okay, yeah. So happy St. Patrick's Day. We are going to end, not end the episode with that. We're going to end our, you know, like happy We've St. Patrick's Day. We've still got quite Day. a bit more. We do. This Grab is a long episode. Grab another bottle of wine. Last week was like nice and quick. Um, so yeah. an hour once it's quick. But, um, so our last topic is that, and I will try and say this right, Cheltenham. Yeah. Cheltenham. Cheltenham, uh, festival. So it's the race, races, right? Horse racing. Horse racing. Um, so we saw Zara and Mike there, Zara and Mike Tyndall. And then we also saw the princess, royal princess, Anne there. They've been there for the last four days. So that was really, I don't know, it was really nice and coincided with our we didn't plan this. It coincided with our blog post because they were the last family that we covered for the royal line of succession. I don't know. I don't really know. I feel so, that happens a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, I am just that genius to get it all in correlation. No. Cancelled. I'm not. Um, I don't know anything about the Cheltenham races. This is the first time I've heard about it. Um, I know it's race horse saying, do you know, do you know more, Baron? Well, what a nice segue. Um, yes, I do know a bit about Cheltenham. I went to Cheltenham um, once. Um, you see any royals? No, no, no. It was just a, a random race day. It was actually, I was on a stag do. We were in um, Brighton, where you uh, spent a hot second there. Yeah, Brighton's um, very nice. I was there for the Rugby World Cup. That's right. Yeah. Uh, where you were playing. On the pebble beaches. Yeah, not sandy. Um, yeah. So not what I was expecting. We were there um, for a, a stag do bachelor party. Wait, so is Cheltenham close to Brighton? Yeah, it's not too. It's not too far. Oh, okay. So it's south. South, south of London. Um, excuse me. And basically, the way that you look at the course is. Um, imagine you're on a hill looking kind of down and you can see the whole course. You can see a lot of it. Like in, in some courses, there's bits that are kind of like blind spots and, and stuff like that, but you can see the majority of it. So we took the train to Cheltenham. Um, and do you know uh, McLaren F1? Yeah. They're based not too far from there as well. Aww. So you kind of pass where they're based. Do we based. like McLaren? Um, we're, we're in a state of flux. We don't like the... <gasps> Is there racist this weekend? There is. They're in... Um, Saudi Arabia. Uh-huh. They're in Jeddah, I think. Mm. Lewis isn't too happy right now. Anyway. Um, we also did an F1 reel, if anyone likes F1. Yes, which we do is, yes, qualifying tomorrow. 
Or the race will have happened. Or we're going to be at the road. We're also going to the radio, ro- radio, rodeo this weekend again. Well, yeah, we're going to the the bigger rodeo, our, our town's rodeo. Yeah. We're going to. Anyways. So Cheltenham, um, big race. I, I've, I've never been like, um, there's certain races, the Grand National, which is in uh, Liverpool or, or around Liverpool. And then Cheltenham's a big race day. And then there's Royal Ascot, which I'm going to talk about. Is this the last segment of the, the podcast? Yes. Okay, yep. okay, so mm-hmm. I can, I can get Th- this. This is our topic of the day. So, Cheltenham Festival, um, big, big, big thing. Uh, all the Jolly Boys, my friends, are betting and gambling on it. Um, so, I was going to talk about racehorsing in general and the Queen. Okay. I, so, I have a couple of questions. Oh, goodness. No, no, like, not questions is like kind of factual, like, can you guess? I, I like oh, questions okay. for you yeah, in terms yeah. of what of that. So, um, how much do you know about the, the Queen's love of racehorsing? She loved horses, and I know she went to Kentucky. Because mm-hmm. of the crown? Huh? <laughs> Which is factual. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, but I do have Elizabeth, the book by Giles Brandreth. You do? Yeah, and what, he does what, talk what, about it a bit. Okay. Porchy. Porchy. Yeah. Oh dear, Porchy. So it's a bit of, it's a mix, but no, but she, she's always loved her horse. She always loved her animals, right? Like even yeah. her dogs. So yeah. So the, uh, I, I thought I'd give you a little bit of an insight into, to why racehorse, um, racehorsing is so important to her. Uh-huh. Horse racing, racehorsing. Is it like a royal tradition? It is now. But after her? Predominantly after her. And not just... Well, King Charles just got gifted like a Canadian, like from the Canadian horse, like you Canadian got, police. Not. You got gifted a horse? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, his name's Noble. Have you seen that? I shall show you. Um, Where are you, Noble? So, meet Noble, a gift from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police to the king, the seven-year-old mayor. Bam. The Mounties. Bam. Beautiful horse. Um, I'm sorry to say this. Should we take a quick little break because our food's here? Sure. Okay. We will be back Jesus, again. Is, I'm sorry. Bad. so bad. All right. We're back. Um, so we're talking about Cheltenham and a little bit about racehorse. Horse racing. Racehorsing. That's not sure. <laughs> um, I'm really like. The Queen's love of it, but also um, brought it to another level. So she got into it from her parents. Mm-hmm. Like she was very fond of it then. She got her first racehorse in 1949. Okay. Um, which was called Monavine or Monavine. Uh-huh. But she had famous racehorses, um, which was Dunfermline. Which is in 1977, and that won the uh, Epsom uh, Derby, which I know we talked about Derby, but different Derby, Epsom Derby, and the Saint Ledger. Um, so she was the first reigning monarch to have a classic winner. Wow! And what that means is just like one of the, um, like if you're a golf and like the, and one of the the big opens. Mm-hmm. So the first reigning monarch to have that. And then in 2013, um, she had um, a, a winner at Royal Ascot, which I, I can't read my writing. 
Um, so I don't know what it says, uh, what the name was, but like S something E S H Eschwet. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> I can find out. Um, but yeah, she had a win at Royal Ascot. And I was going to talk to you a little bit about Royal Ascot uh, because mm-hmm. Royal Ascot you'd really like. So when is Royal Ascot? What time of the year is it? Oh, um, summer. I think it's the last, um, I think Royal Ascot is the last jumping um, event of the of the, the season, of the jump season. So you have the jump and you have the flat season. I don't know what those mean. So, so jumps, you've got um, big, like, the, almost like hedges that the, the horses have to oh, jump over. Oh, okay, okay. In a race, yeah. like, like hurdles. Yeah. So you have a jump season and you have a flat season. Okay. Um, different types of horses do better on, on on jumps and stuff like that. Okay. Um, what the hell was it? Let's see. Um, so in your um, so in your estimate event, estimate that's what the horse was called in your event the uh, horse events. Um, do you just do racing? What do you mean? Well, in the US. I mean, I guess you would call it a rodeo, but oh, we do. Oh, so what, you with horses? Yeah. Is it like for these kind of events, just a horse racing event? Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes. Okay, I see what you mean. Like Cheltenham, yeah, we don't have show jumping or, or things like where you compete on. Or, you know, equestrian. you run and get some chickens. Oh, yeah. The, there's, there's nothing like that. The, the closest thing that we have to the rodeo from what I know of is called the Yorkshire Show. Mm-hmm. Which is um, or the Great Yorkshire Show, where people bring the the best pigs, the best vegetables, yeah. cows, and stuff like that. So it's um, like a show, like they uh, show quotes. Yeah, doing but quotes, there's no, but there's no. Um, there might be stuff. That's a good question to ask my family when they're over because it's been a long time. I don't, I don't know if I've actually ever been to. The yeah, rodeo. I mean, I think so. So just to give some context, last week we went to the rodeo um we've been to the rodeo before but we went to like a small small town rodeo and it was the baron's first time and it's very different to a a bigger rodeo yeah which is you know more not big city cuz i i don't think where we live is like a big city rodeo but it's a big town rodeo but it's very different to a small town rodeo i'd guess yeah well the one that we have like your dad said it's um, PRC. so Basically, it it means that the, the the finals are in Vegas. Uh huh. So you get points. Um, yeah. So depending how you do at this at our town. So so what we went to last week? It's a very small town. the The kids go out in like the pit. I don't know. You call it a pit. arena. A pit arena. They go like you. Uh, you you dress the goats. And you like chase after chickens, and and, and you try and have like three kids jumping on a horse, picking up groceries, watermelon. Like an egg. What is it? A watermelon, a cup of water, and, and an something. Egg. Oh, and an egg, and they have to like bring it back on the horse. Um, so I think that a lot of kids fell off that. I, I felt bad. Like, yeah, I mean, they train for it. They're fine. Um, I don't think they train for it. The ones that work on the rodeo train for it. I don't think any of the other kids did. Yeah, but if you're going on that, like, you're not just, that's not your first time. I hope. Uh, Anyways, back to It's going to be a first time at one point. So, Zara and Mike, did you see them there? Did you see any royals when you went? No, it wasn't, it wasn't the Chatham Festival when I went. It was, oh. It's a race course, so 
they have oh races. so you've been to the race, race course, course oh. not the actual Cheltenham festival okay mm. so why do the royals go to the to the festival like is there so it's a big event same as like golf you know where you have like the open and you have mm-hmm. um the masters and stuff like that the, the certain events that are like kind of big it's the same as the race courses so you've got royal ascot you've got the um the, the grand national mm-hmm. so they'll be there or some, some of them royals. Are, some of them will be. And but then that's what it's saying, like, you know, with Queen Elizabeth rose the status of or, or brought up the status of horse racing to be associated with a, a very aristocracy, higher class, mm-hmm. um, money. I mean, because the Kentucky Derby, I feel like you gotta be and I know that's a US thing, but fancy people go there. Yeah, I mean it, I, from what I know it's like the only one that you have that's... Uh, yeah, it is the only one that we have. People get very dressed up. It's a very, like... It's not obviously formal, but it is, like, formal casual, I would say. We, yeah. Like, you go... And in the U.S., like, people in the U.S. don't wear fascinators to anything other than the Kentucky Derby, I'd say. I'll take... We need to... When we're back in the U.K., when we're going to be... So, November... I don't think any races on... Um, I don't think it's it's the season, but um, but I have to wear a fascinator to the. We're going to some weddings, so um, I'd love advice or I'd love some recommendations on fascinators if I, if anyone has any to wear to a wedding. Most women at British weddings just wear beanies. Bull, I'm calling some bull on I mean, that. You've been to a bunch of British weddings with me, so I don't know why you you didn't wear fascinators to those ones. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I nobody feel, else did. No, but I feel I, you like you don't need a fascinator. You're making this one sound fancy. You, you, no, you don't need a fascinator. I don't know. Well, You've been to a wedding in a castle. Hey, y'all! If anyone has any recommendations, please send them to Dutch and Baron at gmail dot com. Yeah, I don't know. You've been to nearly a handful of weddings in the UK. You do not need a fascinator, and you didn't wear a and you went into a castle. You did a Farnham Castle wedding. Nobody had fascinators. Nobody. Maybe it's a new era. <laughs> Anyways. Um. So, yeah, the, the Royals, um, Queen Elizabeth brought the states up. And actually, you, you see from probably the, the Giles Bradenborough book that you you read and the, the Crown that um, it did focus a lot on that. I also think um, the Middle East has put a lot of money into horse racing. So where you'd historically have... The European Irish um, are very big into horse racing. Well, Princess Diana in the Crown, when she meets what? Oh, Dodie. Yep, that was Royal Ascot. Oh, okay, okay. So that's that was that was because you know she meets his father and then Dodie and yeah. So I mean, Royal Ascot is a very different um, dress code than, than Cheltenham. Yeah. So usually um, with Royal Ascot, it's Top hats, mm-hmm. um, long um, crap. What do they call them? The, the jackets, like the long, the longer jackets. Coats. The dress, yeah. It, it's the kind of it's more eighteenth century, nineteenth century type of attire. Yeah. Um, and we've worked when I worked just outside of London. We we'd go to Ascot um, mm. as a kind of a, a company incentive, and you'd get dressed up and you'd get your little. 
um, basically it's like a little badge to say you can go into certain areas and stuff like that. Oh, fancy. Very fancy. But it wasn't the fanciest. Um, but Royal Ascot, so it's a beautiful race course. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm just trying to think. Well, it's in Ascot. I was like, well, but which is not too far from Windsor. Okay. It's mm. not too far. It's a stone's throw away from, from Windsor. Okay. That, that part of the country is actually, there's some really nice things there. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, she had quite a lot of success with her horses. Um, and I think, you know, why that continuation of the Royals being there is because of her, like the Royal Books at Ascot and so on. Uh, and, and having, you know, Royal Ascot was because of the Queen. Yeah. And, and the Monarchs. Well, not just the Queen, but the Monarchs. Well, yeah. And then I know, like, Zara's... Obviously had an equestrian career, and then the Princess Royal sure. also had yeah, an equestrian exactly. career, which are the people that want this one in particular. So one of the um, fun, fa- fun facts, I don't know, cool facts, um, good facts, is uh, Queen Elizabeth was the patron, and I don't know who is now, but of the, um, maybe is our, of the Injured Jockeys Fund. Okay. So would support, you know, jockeys that are injured in horses just because obviously they can't work. Uh-huh. Like kind of mm. almost like an insurance, which is um, kind of showing a lot. Ah, this bloody fly. I'll go away. Okay. So um, I have two questions for you, and this is going to clo- okay. clo- close out the show. Okay. Um, so my dad and my uncle um, uh-huh. both had race horses uh Owned racehorses, like different racehorses, mm-hmm. but not the whole racehorse. Okay. So it's got a syndicate. So you might own a tenth of the racehorse. So you oh. end up paying for, um, basically it's it's, it's um, stables. Yeah, yeah. And then you yeah. get that tenth share of the winnings and stuff. But then it's really cool because then you can go into... The owners, um, like when they parade the horses Lounge before, the or something. no, no, no. So when when oh. when you parade the horse around, uh-huh. it has like you know people look at the horses in the next race and think, okay, this one's a little bit frisky. It might be, you know, it's ready to go. Um, you look at kind of, a, I don't know, it's it's condition, things like that. So basically, you kind of get a look into a close up before the race, but the owners get to go in this uh, owner's circle um, mm-hmm. and, and talk and stuff like that. So if you're in a syndicate, you can go and, and, and do the same. So you yeah. can still say you're an owner, even if it's a tenth of it, and you're just basically paying for the maintenance. I mean, it's, it's not cheap, yeah. but it's not like the, the total cost of owning horses. Yep. And so imagine, um, so, th- so this is a scenario. This isn't like a math question, is it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why it'd be a math question. So the, the queen had... I don't know. If you own a tenth of a horse and someone owns... Oh, you know. yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So this is a maths question um, okay. that you can get in your SATs or GCSEs if you're English. Um, so the queen had two studding grounds. She had royal uh, one at Royal Escort and... She had two grounds? Studding grounds. Studying. Breeding. Breeding horses. So she had two breeding centers basically oh. for horses. To, so she stood. So are these two places or two horses? Places. Okay. So she had one at Royal Ascot and one in um, Windsor. Wait, sorry, not in Royal Ascot. She had one in Sandringham and one in Windsor. Uh, Ro- but it was a royal 
Windsor Studding Ground yeah. compared to the Sandringham one. So if you were to get a racehorse that you'd bought from either of those studs, what would you name the horse? Balmoral. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. That was, that was really quick. Yeah. I thought what you'd struggle you with that. No. What do you think I was going to say? Give me more time. No. Balmoral. That's really good. And it might be the answer to my next question. The last question was, uh, if you had to name a racehorse after Queen Elizabeth or in, um, uh, what's the word, in honour of her, what would you call her racehorse? Jubilee. Ooh. Jeez. Uh, yeah, no, look at me. <laughs> you thought about this before? Yeah, Jubilee. Oh, that's a nice name. I think it's a really good name. Yeah. 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 And it, I think, commemorates her last, her last event. Yeah. Ten year, yeah. Well, if we ever want a race uh, horse, we've got two names. Yeah, oh, I like Balmoral. Yeah, that no, that's a good one. Um, yeah. I'm getting tired, I can tell. <laughs> Is that our event? Of that's the it. Week? Yeah. That's it. We talked about horse racing and uh, a little bit about the history of the Queen and um, how she. But when we're in the UK, we, we, we I do need to. I used to go to quite uh, a few. Uh, well, races. yeah, and your cousins, don't they own a ra- racehorse or something? My uncle. Yeah. I don't know if they still own it. I don't, maybe it's the same one. I don't know. It, could, it, did, it did quite well. That's good. It did quite well. No, yeah. We're not talking like the big Not the Royal ones. Ascot or Tilton. W- wouldn't, I don't think there'd be a uh, Royal Ascot, no. No. Um, but yeah, so to end it off, uh, I, w- w- I didn't want to bring this up. Um, so we ended our blog post of the Royal Line of Succession. Um, and we kind of need a new series. We, I, I like doing the series and I'm gonna, it was pretty much 50 50 of our next series feature. Um, we had either royal couple slash wedding. Or we had royal residences, and this is almost 50-50 in the votes on Instagram. Um, so, Baron, de- Do I get the deciding factor? Baron gets the deciding factor. I honestly thought everyone was going to choose, like, royal couples and weddings. I'm really surprised that it is. it came to basically half and half. So, the Baron gets to make... And, and we will do both, so... We'll do the, the Baron gets to choose, basically, I guess, the first one that we get to do. So would you like to hear about royal couples and weddings or royal residences first? So just thinking about it, I, I, I think both are interesting. Um, I'd like to do royal residences, and I'd like to kind of put like a selling sunset vibe on it, on like how much it's worth, how many rooms they have, how much uh, square feet they have. Okay, well, the Baron's going to be helping me on this series then. What? Yeah, you are. Yeah, if that's what you want. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we're doing royal residences then, right? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah, so thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast. If you're on Instagram or Twitter, we're at Dutch and Baron. And if you liked this episode, give us a like and five stars. And if you just want to chat, you know, ping us or we're at DutchandBaron at gmail.com. And happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you all. 